Welcome back to Podcast 3 of 2024. I'm your host, Kiev O'Neill. You can follow me on Twitter at OBKiev, follow us at The Ozbreakers, and follow us on social media slash The Ozbreakers. This episode is being brought to you by BetMGM. For an up to $1,500 sign-up bonus, please visit theodsbreakers.com slash betnow. Terms, conditions, and location apply. If you'd like to support The Ozbreakers and benefit, from our premium plays, please visit theosbreakers.com. Click shop and become a member. Pick any for wing cappers. Get the premium plays before the line moves. You can also support us on patreon.com. And if nothing else, please visit the Osbreakers and become a free picks and telegram subscriber. We are back, my friends. And wow, what a crazy weekend of sports. Uh, my football has not been up to par. Uh, from the NFL side of things, lots of uh, ugly quarterbacks I bet on, which, you know, I kind of just came to the realization that, man, I, didn't I tell myself not to do that last year? And uh, I made a mistake. bet on a lot of bad quarterbacks. I hit a lot of small bets, though. So uh, I went like 8-8 eight and eight on Sunday, 0-1 oh on Saturday, uh, even though I was plenty down in the NFL because our larger plays did not hit. Uh, some definite bad luck in there as well with uh, teams like the Chargers and teams like the Broncos who messed up the teaser. But uh, either way, I'm very excited for the playoffs. I do really well in the playoffs over history and uh, already have a play for you that I'm going to give out at the end of this podcast. But man, just kind of looking at the start of things, you know, the Ravens, very popular play on Saturday, uh, had the game tied up at seven, you know, doing great. And then a huge explosive play from the Steelers pretty much put that one out of hand. Uh, the Steelers ended up getting another field goal and the Ravens only got a field goal, you know, pouring rain in that game. And you could tell the Ravens team really didn't want to be there. It was one of those situations where I think Harbaugh had the second string and third string motivated. They just weren't quite good enough to, you know, beat the first string of the Steelers, even with Mason Rudolph there. So um, game you don't even like think of changing your power rating on the Ravens for or really the Steelers. It's just a complete throwaway game in that situation. Uh, personal play on the Texans, I didn't quite give it out because I just couldn't get a good injury report on some of those guys in time to give it out as a play. And the Texans won. It was kind of one of those like, oh, well, I wish I would have released that play. But it was a, an interesting finish because the Texans took a big safety afterwards and uh, made that a little bit scary at the end when they had to kick off to the Colts. <laughs> There's still a second left on the clock. If you're going to take a safety, <laughs> you kind of want to make sure that the time's a little run out. So I found that interesting. Uh, the Panthers continue to be the worst team in the league and uh, score zero points this game. And once again, they don't lead in the fourth quarter. The only team in NFL history to never have a lead in the fourth quarter, always winning 
those two wins by just a late field goal at the very end as the clock goes down to zero. So I found that interesting too. Man, uh, the Bucks didn't even look all that great that game. Saints-Falcons was a, just a weird Desmond Ritter show. Uh, Ritter christened the whole Arthur Smith uh, deal <laughs> that we're going to go over in our next segment and threw a ton of interceptions. That was just ugly for the Falcons. Falcons finished 7-10. and 10. Uh, Jets-Patriots was a fun game to watch with all the snow. I would have thought the Patriots had the rushing advantage, being that they had the better rushing defense. And actually, I think even a little bit better of a rushing offense in some categories. And all of a sudden, it it just flip-flopped. The Jets ran the ball better that day, and the Patriots gave up more rushing yards. It was just uh, a situation where I think the Patriots are kind of fed up with uh, the coach and uh, the system and uh, kind of gave it in. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of injuries on both sides of the ball throughout the season uh, for these teams. But the Jets' teaser side hit for me, but the Patriots did it. Just whatever could go wrong for me went wrong on Sunday. Didn't touch the Jaguars-Titans game. I did a little live bet for like a half unit on the Jaguars, plus 70, and they should have got in that realm. Uh, just misses by Kelvin Redley. Maybe the throw was a little bit far, and obviously the fourth and goal with Trevor Lawrence extending and missing it by like two, three inches. More bad luck that happened uh, for Jaguars fans, but let's face it, you didn't belong in the playoffs anyway, Jaguars. You uh, uh, definitely looked terrible on defense throughout most of the most of the year, and you know, to be honest with you, uh, that's what really gave up the game for you is your defense more than Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence wasn't perfect, but he wasn't terrible either. Uh, the, the Trevor Lawrence probably even outplayed uh, Ryan Tannehill, but didn't matter. Uh, Browns-Bengals was in a complete shit show. Uh, I had to play on the Browns and on the Bengals from a money line uh, parlay, but unfortunately I paired it with a terrible Chargers team that flipped a 12-14 to point swing in that game with that fumble in the first play. They had a shot to win it and uh, cropped the bed at the end against a second and third string Chiefs team. That was absolutely pathetic. Uh, The Rams-Niners was a great game. I was on the Rams at least. I was scratching my head why this spread kept climbing because you knew the Niners couldn't play their starters all game. And the Rams had actually something a little to play for, trying to get to the seventh seed or from the seventh seed to the sixth seed, which uh, they actually accomplished. So that's, you know, instead of having to play the Dallas Cowboys, they have to play the Lions and the Dallas Cowboys are power rated in most power rings higher than the Lions. So that was interesting. Cowboys commanders was a complete mess and the commanders were in it 10 to seven and then couldn't score the rest of the game. So that was just pathetic. And I expect a black Monday today, river vote river boat Ron to be gone. Uh, Seahawks Cardinals was a, a head scratcher of the game. The Cardinals missed a game winning field goal at the end but why were you trying to make that field goal anyway because you need as much draft stock as possible so I found that kind of strange that the Cardinals were trying to play to win the game (laughs) you know if you're a GM you don't have to tank 
officially, you can put your third string in and second string and say, we want to see what we have in Clayton Toon. We want to see what we have in this guy. We want to see what we have in that guy. You know, uh, th- that's a, a very viable thing to do. You're not making the playoffs. You have to see what you have in some other guys. Is it really tanking? Sure. But it shouldn't hurt anyone's feelings either because if Kyler Murray tore an ACL, he'd be gone for all next season. <laughs> ACL is not like it happens all the time, but it I think it feels like it happens to somebody every other week, right? At least in the NFL, maybe even a little more often. I bet you there's more than 17 ACL tears this year. Um, the Giants, Eagles, holy shit, was the Eagles bad. Uh, I, I can't believe how bad they finished that season. And now there's an injury concern to Jalen Hurts, who dislocated his middle finger. I guess he popped it back into place, but we don't know how good that thing's going to look coming into this week at all. So definitely concerning if you're an Eagles fan. Um, and then finally, the Bills-Dolphins. What a wonderful game. Even though it was a low-scoring game, uh, the kickoff return just completely did it for the Bills at the end of that game. Special teams uh, completely crapped the bed for the Dolphins. But you know what? The Dolphins were almost outgained by 200 yards, 473 to 275. So they should have lost that game anyway, really. The Dolphin, the Bills turned the ball over three times, you know. And... Uh, I, you got to say that the, the Bills were definitely the better team, and now the Dolphins are even a little bit more injured than they were last week. From a college basketball side of things, it got real exciting, and I was really focused on college basketball, especially on Friday and Saturday. Went 7-1 over the weekend in college basketball. So we are in the black this year, having a wonderful college basketball season. Very excited for it, and... Uh, put a lot of work into college basketball so that's my hot sport right now hopefully it stays hot and i expect it to stay hot because i am going to continue dedicating a ton of time into it i mean that's what it takes if you want to be good at college basketball take the time to handicap your games uh, now am i going to say to handicap every single freaking game on the board every day no no you just do what you can uh, but do it slowly don't rush through it and if you only get through 10 games or 20 games or whatever it is, so be it. You know, that's that should be enough. You can't find a play, take a pass, move on to the next day. You know, so that's how you should be running your college basketball. It's uh, too many games to get to sometimes, and uh, that's fine. You know, you can't have handicap everything on earth, but just try to find value and take it slow with the games you're actually looking into and if there isn't any value, just take a pass. The good, the bad, and the ugly of the weekend. And there's less of it being that there isn't any college football. But now that college basketball is making it in, we have to talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, North Carolina beating Clemson at Clemson. That was kind of bad. I'm glad I laid off that game. You know, if you listened to this show last week, my spreads uh, that I was were key, was keying on got overbought, and I ne- never ended up taking any. I didn't take the Wisconsin under. Would have lost that one for sure. That thing was down to 143.5, 142, and I was like, nope, I was guessing 145, 146. 
you know, and uh, glad I did not take that. Uh, the couple other ones that came to fruition was obviously this Clemson, North Carolina one and Utah, Arizona. Uh, Utah, Arizona, I was looking to possibly lay it with Arizona if it could be at like a nine. He opened up 11 and a half because of how bad Utah looked against Arizona State. And then it went up a bit, up to 14. And I was like, you know what? I still kind of like Arizona's side. I'm not going to flip to Utah. If it went to 15 or 16, I would have flipped to Utah and lost because Arizona won by 19 points. So, you know, just the situation where we try to predict the lines, if it doesn't line up, you have to pick different games. So we picked seven different games and went six and one on Saturday. So that's sometimes the way you have to do it. But there are certainly some weak lines out there if you can get ahead of them. And uh, now the night before is the time you want to start handicapping college basketball. So be prepared for some plays, certainly on the night before. Uh, Mike Tomlin's. 10 wins this season and making the playoffs. I mean, that's so good for the Steelers. Now, the problem is that Steelers fans don't like Mike Tomlin because he doesn't win Super Bowls. You know, he won based on Bill Cowher's team and uh, Ben Roethlisberger when he kind of first became a coach. And since then, he's just been kind of like an 8-8, eight and 9-8, eight, 9-7, uh, and 10-7 type coach. Uh, he's almost a double-digit dog in this situation, so Steelers fans are probably like happy to make the playoffs. But, you know, the, the truth is, is like, do you really have a quarterback in Mason Rudolph? Are you going to start him next year? Is he good enough? I guess you're going to find out because it's hard to really make a big decision if you're a Steelers fan or at least the organization when you beat Cincinnati, a Seattle team that should have lost to Arizona this week, and the third string of a Baltimore Ravens. You know, I mean, you sure? Are you 100% sure he's really good? <laughs> I'm not. So that's interesting. Uh, next, the Saints going way over the total. The total was 41 and a half. And a lot of people were looking towards the under when Desmond Ritter came in. And I was kind of looking at, like, well, the Falcons are a running team. But now with Ritter, it's still as haphazard. And he could throw some picks. I could see the defense making a couple score stores. I should I should have went with defensive props this game, but man, the amount of pick sixes going on in this game, and, or some some of those picks went to the one yard line. Uh, I thought that was absolutely insane. How easily the Saints were scoring on that game. Now they, when the score was tied, they got a little help by home ref John Hussey. He always backs the home team, so that kind of got them over the edge. But once they got over the edge, they put the pedal to the metal and completely destroyed the Falcons. Another good, Tyrod Taylor. Holy cow, this Giants team looks like a good team with you. He, he's throwing down the field. He knows when to run. You know, when <laughs> people say Justin Fields this, Justin Fields that, Tyrod Taylor looks better right now than Justin Fields. Sorry, I'm being honest. Tyron Taylor might be a starter, but once you put that label on him, does he change? You know, that's another issue with NFL teams. It's like, well, we have Daniel Jones and we're paying him, but Tyron Taylor did, did this. Tyron Taylor's probably going to command some money next year. If it's not from the Giants, who's it going to be? Man, uh, another good, the Illinois-Purdue game. Holy cow, uh, these are two top teams in the Big Ten. Now, with Terrence Shannon and that ugly suspension, you wonder if Illinois can keep holding on. 
uh, if you don't know, he's got a sexual assault charge on him, which is terrible. And I hope it's not true, but you never know. It's a charge, not a conviction. And I, I, I don't know how long Illinois can hold on, but right now my Big Ten power ranks has Purdue, Illinois, Wisconsin, then Michigan State. So uh, massive props to uh, Illinois in Purdue game for actually being amazing. And that was a fun game on Friday night. Now for the bad. The book's not putting up props on this freaking national championship tonight. <laughs> you know, I uh, I am shocked that they didn't, that they don't do that. I, I think there's some sort of law based upon your states. And they put up the props kind of late. Now you have to go some offshore in some situations to put up props. But that's just bad when you can't bet on things that other states can. It's just kind of silly at this point of things. Uh, Iowa State on the road. <sighs> Man, I, I didn't quite get to Oklahoma because the spread was three. And, uh, you know, I, I was expecting it to be one and a half being that, you know, Iowa State was ranked higher than Oklahoma. They're still two points higher on Oklahoma than Ken Palm, but they lost 71 to 63. Iowa State proving once again to still be that bad team on the road. Next, you have the Cardinals playing Kyler Murray, I wrote. I'm like, it didn't happen where he got injured, but... What are you doing? I don't agree with that. Sorry. It's you're you're a franchise. You make smart decisions. You want better draft capital. You know, you want a chance to win next year. And I didn't say to not play them all this year. I, I agree with playing them some games and getting them back into the groove of things. But I don't know. The last two games, I'm, I would have said, hey, you're our starter going forward. Thank you. We want to keep you healthy. We want to also see what we have in Clayton, too. Uh, FAU basketball team holy cow has this team uh just taking a free fall lately they lost to florida gulf coast on december 30th then they beat east carolina on january 2nd but then they lost to charlotte charlotte 70 to 68 away so they're kind of coughing a few things up thank god they have that big arizona win texas a&m win Liberty win. They should be able to run through the rest of their conference, minus maybe a North Texas, um, and and make the tournament as a six seed or something like that. But geez, uh, definitely a little bit of a letdown season after the amazing Final Four run last year. Next is Jeff Driscoll. <laughs> Man, how bad did that guy look on against a bad Bengals defense? Now. I expected more out of the Browns, and it was bad for me to bet on the Browns and try to middle that, and uh, it screwed my day up, uh, especially when the Chargers lost, but man, uh, Jeff Driscoll, I don't know how you're a professional quarterback. I, I, I think there's a ton of guys that are better that are probably sitting at home. A bunch of Flacco's out there. Well, less than Flacco for sure, but I mean, this dude does not deserve to be in the NFL. He's one of those guys that was just collecting salary in practice squads and other places. But, dude, this guy can't play ball. Uh, another bet, the Lions injuring Sam Laporta. Man, it was kind of a meaningless game because most likely the Cowboys or the Eagles were going to win. 
But, you know, Dan Campbell, headstrong, wanting to prove everything. And I knew that, so I bet the Lions first quarter, first half, and in full game won all three of those bets. Uh, full game got real dicey at the end, by the way. But, man, you, now you injured the guy that caught the most uh, rookie passes as a tight end in NFL history. Just accomplished that today. That's a kind of a big part of your offense. And that leg bent backwards. I, I have to imagine he's missing this week. You know, that was bad. And then finally, Justin Fields, man, you had the opportunity in front of you. The Bears were up three to nothing. Uh, you couldn't punch it in. Was your offensive line kind of bad? Yeah, I guess. But you you still held the ball in some situations. Sometimes you didn't have a second to throw the ball. Sometimes you did. And uh, you've always just hesitated to to throw those routes. Um, one of those sacks you took, uh, uh, DJ Moore was wide open. You know, I'm sorry. Uh, this is ridiculous now. Tyrod Taylor is better than you, <laughs> believe it or not. Now, as a Bears fan, I'm not so fascinated with Caleb Williams from the top of his penthouse and all those pictures and uh, his acting very, you know, I guess, I don't know if you call it strange, just different. And I don't want to insult anybody because everyone's got the right to act the way they want to. But it's just not similar to what football players act. And uh, it's almost a little bit soft, I would call it. And uh, sorry, I, I just don't trust you. Uh, Drake May, North Carolina quarterbacks with Mitch Trubisky. I, <laughs> kind of a bad taste in Bears' mouths, but not completely sold. My guy's Penix. Uh, if I'm the Bears, I trade down to three with the Patriots, and I draft Marvin Harrison at three. And at nine, I draft Michael Penix if he's there or massive pass rusher, offensive lineman, something like that. Um, I, I just don't see where the Bears can be convinced that Fields is an NFL quarterback. But here's the problem. Eberflus and Getze are so bad. I mean, you saw how they blow games. Eberflus doesn't tell Getze to run the ball. It's just Eberflus' defense is the thing that lost to the Packers. They blow so many games that you have to assume that maybe Fields can get better. I mean, that's just how bad the leadership is Fields has had. So if I'm the Bears, I say, Fields, look, you're on a fourth-year deal now. Um, if you and your agent are going to try to get cute and start wanting money, trade them. It's just better to be on a rookie deal as a team, you know? That, but if you're going to be cool, play it out again, I say get a new coaching staff, then, then keep them. But as far as the fifth-year option, not so sure about that if you get a Penix, you know, something like that. You can always franchise later. And now you have to decide this fifth-year option by March anyway. So now that feels I – was, I was saying last week to maybe pick up the fifth-year option. Now I'm kind of leaning towards the no. But it's all up to Fields now. If he's going to try to want money for the absolute garbage that he's put up down the middle of the field, then forget about it. Uh, now for the ugly. Easton Sticks fumble. And the the Chargers were a sharp side. There's a lot of sharper people on the Chargers. There's a lot of reasons to back them. It, it, this was kind of like a Cincinnati Bengals-Cleveland situation. You're playing against the second and third string of the Chiefs. No Kelsey, no Mahomes, no Pacheco, no starting uh, defense. I mean, Christian Jones was in there for, to get over 10 and a half sacks for his incentive, but... 
you still lose that game. That 14-point swing, and it's probably actually 12 on second down and three to the goal line, three yards, three or four yards to the goal. That's probably a 12-point swing. But just giving the ball up and the scoop and 90-some-yard run score, that was just pathetic. You can't fumble the ball there, Stick. And then he did, and then they struggled to get up to 12 to 10. And then what did they do? Let Gabbert run like 40 or 50 yards to get into field goal range. And then they even got the ball back and couldn't move it down. I mean, that's just so Chargers. Lose to the freaking third string of the Chiefs. How pathetic is that and ugly? Next is the and, – and that was my uh, Bengals teaser partner. Or not teaser partner, parlay partner. So bad for me, I guess, uh, backing this terrible team in this situation. But I'm not the only one. Uh, another ugly, the Jaguars defense. Man, jeez, oh, that is so pathetic. And everyone wants to blame – Trevor Lawrence, he's trying to make plays to win the games. He made some bad throws, but a lot of these receivers he's throwing to has been injured the last four or five weeks. Calvin Ridley was in, but the really trustable receiver that he had uh, from a pass-catching perspective was Christian Kirk. You know, Kirk only played 12 games, but he had 57 receptions and 787 yards through 12 games. You know, Ridley threw 17 games, only at 1,000 yards. Kirk was the man there. And I, I just, I think Trevor Lawrence could have could be better. And he has done some boneheaded things. But he's still a franchise quarterback in my mind. He still threw for over 4,000 passing yards. That defense is what lost him uh, for the year and some of those dumb coaching decisions by Peterson. Another ugly. Belichick losing the final game of the season. Now, it's against your rival, the Jets, but not just that. This could have been your last game as a Patriot, and we're going to find out a little bit more today or maybe even a little bit later. It's Black Monday today, which is another ugly thing. But, man, that was absolutely pathetic by the Patriots. Desmond Ritter <laughs> throwing all those interceptions. I mean, it's nice to see you try to win the game, but now you see why Ritter wasn't throwing the ball down the field all year. Desmond Ritter is like a Justin Fields that can't run, which is absolutely worse. He can run a little, but he can't run like Fields. You know, Fields is Fields could be a good Taysom Hill somewhere too if the book is right on him and he can't throw downfield. Uh, next is the Bears defense. Uh, completely crap in the bed against the Packers. Now, they didn't have a few guys like Jalen Johnson and a few others that were injured, but um, still, that was uh, absolutely pathetic. And Eddie Jackson, I don't even know why you're on the roster he should be gone this year he 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 plays that safety position absolutely terribly um once in a while he'll get a pick to look good and people think he's good because of it but no eddie jackson was absolutely horrible that game against the packers uh another bad ugly was me betting on bad quarterbacks <laughs> and that really came to bite me uh through this week you know thank goodness we had a good season throughout the year but you know this is uh Something that I will not do in week 18 anymore. It just seems like the better quarterbacks seem to uh, dominate. Now, if the bad quarterbacks played a bad quarterback like Sam Darnold and Carson Wentz, that might be a different story, and they take the dog, and that worked out. That was one of the only bad quarterback bets I made. But I'll have to remember, don't bet on bad quarterbacks when it's the last week of the NFL season. Uh, another is those Dolphins injuries. Man, <laughs> 
Now they lost Van Ginkle. And with Phillips already injured, that is bad, you know. Um, so you wonder what the heck the Dolphins are going to do with that position. You can see their defense just struggle against the Bills. And, you know, you lost Xavier Howard. You hope he can come back. Um, you lost Bradley Chubb, obviously, for the season, another linebacker. But now that Van Ginkle's out, that is just an ugly look for the Dolphins. Um, I, I, I don't know if he's going to miss next game yet, but we're going to find out more on Tuesday, maybe even today, um, on his injury. So very rough situation. You hope Waddle can come back and Mostert. I mean, they were without some offensive skill uh, in this game, and Tua made a really ugly pass at the end. And then also, uh, this is not as ugly, but we love T.J. Watt. I, I hit the 8.5 to 1 on his uh, sack leaders. So uh, that's a play that I'm happy about from the beginning of the season. Gave it out on the show. But now he's got a grade 2 MCL sprain, which I believe is a 3- to 4-week injury. So he's out of the playoffs. Maybe if they made a Super Bowl run, he'd come back. But that is just an, uh, just a massive hit to the Steelers' defense. It's it's not ugly that they played hard because they had to make the postseason. But just one of my favorite players from the University of Wisconsin and T.J. Watt uh, getting injured was brutal. And finally, the most ugly, the first coach to go, on Black Monday, actually, they didn't even wait till Monday. I guess you can call it Black Sunday night. Arthur Smith from the Atlanta Falcons uh, getting fired on Sunday night, losing his last four out of five games. Absolutely pathetic, Arthur Smith, and you have to go. You see, in this world, there's two kinds of people, my friend. Those with loaded guns. You dig. You dig. All right, my friends. Now it's time for a little NFL Week 18 misleading final scores. And I'm only doing a few of them where the sides were motivated. Obviously, I'm going to skip some of those unmotivated third-string games. But a few of them will count if it counts on the side of the team that was trying and the Cardinals outgained the Seahawks 466 to 327 yet lost 21 to 20 poor red zone and special teams got the uh Cardinals the Chargers outgained the Chiefs uh 353 to 269 the Chargers were definitely motivated and they lost 13 to 12 horrible turnover at the end zone and terrible quarterback play got the Bolts. Also bad defense when it counted. And the Jaguars outgained the Titans 362-327. Yet lost 28-20, a 2-1 turnover ratio. And just terrible red zone offense and defense has gotten the Jags. All right, my friends. That brings us to our free play for, you know, I can go NFL. I'm going to go NFL in case you get this a little bit late. Now, I'm also going to be on the money line of Michigan. I decided that they're the right side. They've got the trenches that should be able to beat up Washington a bit. They got the secondary that should be able to cover those receivers enough, and they have the running game to be able to control the clock. So I am going to go with Washington, uh, Michigan, and you heard my handicap on it last week, but I'm going to go with a big money line play on Michigan. So you can just chalk that one up. But either way, uh, we're going to go with the Rams, and I took them at three and a half. 
last night, I'm recording this early in the morning, I think that you might still be able to find a few of those plays. Um, there's uh, there's some three and a halfs that's more juiced now, mostly threes. There's minus 122, minus 118 at a few spots. Uh, I would... I'd rather get the hook if you're up, up to minus 125. If you have to take a plus three, then so be it. But here's the situation in the Rams versus the Lions. The Lions' defense has been just kind of bad lately. And the and the fact that they lost a big pass catcher is, is, is bad as well. This team tried their butts off to beat Minnesota the last game of the season while the Rams at least had a lot of their second string playing against the 49ers. You know, it's almost like the Rams played it right, and McVay is just the better coach. Now, you can call this a golf revenge game, all that, and the crowd's going to be all hyped up. But the truth is is that offensively, the Rams are number eight or number nine in offensive EPA. The Lions are number eight, literally right next to each other. If you want to look at defensive EPA, the Lions are number 21, and the Rams are number 20. If you look from the full season perspective, these teams are kind of a push, and you're going to give three and a half home field advantage? Uh, I don't think so. I think that's incorrect if you did that. And let's look since week 10. Uh, I'll just pull up the numbers right now on defense and on offense. On defense since week 10, the Lions are number 27th in defensive EPA. And the Rams are number 17th. So if you want to say, what have you done for me lately? You know, the Rams look like the better team. And the Rams are number four in offensive EPA since week 10. The Lions are number five. So if you're looking from a recency-weighted type situation, the, the Rams are the better team. I love how Kyron Williams is running the game. How do you not love Puka Nakua? You have Matt Stafford, who's played a lot of games at Detroit before. You know, it's... Uh, the he's going to be better than Jared Goff, I think, in these situations. Jared Goff is just hasn't been a good playoff quarterback. I think it's great that the Lions made the playoffs, but the coach advantage, the quarterback, and uh, the most recent really leans to the Rams. They might win this game outright. Take the Rams plus three and a half, minus 120 for three stars. Pal, I'll kiss your boots if you can do it. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here. My friends, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Really appreciate it. The next one, as you know, comes out now on Friday mornings for college basketball for the weekend, as well as the NFL uh, playoffs starting wild card weekend coming up. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and go get some wins.